Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the eighth episode of the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we will give you our way too early top five rankings for the quarterback and team defense positions. Uh, I got in my eardrums that time on the intro. If you yeah. if you are watching. Yeah, that was nice. You look you look pretty sharp there, brother. Big old uh, cheesy yeah. smile and just banging away. Look like uh I don't know, name any random drummer. That's you look like Tommy Lee. Okay, thank you. Um, before we get started here, man, happy birthday. Thank you, sir. 49 years old today. Still spry. Well, you don't look at, still don't look a day over dream. 60. Still can outrun most 18-year-olds. Okay. It's um, just the truth, Bobby. I don't know why, what's the eye roll there. It's just the truth. You got them little legs have to be moving pretty fast. They do move fast. Um, I do have a question for you, though, before we get into our rankings. Did you see a Trayvon Walker is already playing out of position in Jacksonville? Yeah, it's strange. I, I don't really understand. I, that whole thing just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Who knows where this is going to go? I hope the guy succeeds and really – I'd love to see him just – kicks a major butt but well, well what are they tough. doing what are they doing with this guy you already it's a it's a work in progress and now you're going to make him switch positions that's right i think they try to ruin young players i'm not i, I don't get it in everybody or just in jacksonville jacksonville yeah they, they go out of their way correct i mean he was a defensive end slash defensive tackle in college and now they have him playing outside linebacker not that he never played it at georgia I know there's one highlight everyone loved where he was dropping back in coverage and jumped up and deflected a pass or intercepted or something, but that's not his strength. His strength is being on the line, but what do we know? What do we know? That's um, exactly right. It's your boy doing it. So, uh, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Hey, he's Super Bowl winning coach. He's got to know he something. Is. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they drafted him right from the start. We're going to move this guy around, have him play everywhere, wreak havoc. But it's that classic thing. If you're playing two, three positions, it's super hard to get top-notch, 100% excel at any one of them. Correct. Um, now, to recap our way-too-early top fives from last week, our running backs, I had Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon was three, Eckler at four, and Javante Williams was at five. Who did you have? You're going to ask for that off the top of my head. Yeah, I know you had Taylor. Uh, Taylor, Mixon, Eckler, Henry, and Harris. All right, so let me ask you, Harris, he's clocking in at a solid 244, yeah. whereas last year he played at 230. Do, do you feel any sort of way about that? I do not. The Steelers seem excited about it. Uh, it just they, seems they, like he's going to be even yeah. less efficient this year. Well, maybe. It depends on the offense. Not having Big Ben back there slowing everything down. You, you continue to act as though – efficiency for a running back is 100% all the running backs fall, but it's really just not that said 244. It can, maybe it concerns me 10%, but apparently the Steelers like this. This is what they want. They're preparing him for another just astronomical number of touches. They want him to have the weight knowing he'll lose little during the season. And it's, I think it's bigger than Derek Henry. It's June 1st. He might lose it all. He might be back down to 235 by mid August. I, I, it's it's almost it's one of those stories that it's a story because it's June first. I got gotcha. you. 
You and, know, and, if it's and September fifteenth and he's two forty five and slugging around the field and getting like two point five yards per touch, then I'll buy what you're selling, brother. And I hope maybe so because it's the Steelers. That'd be great for me. Maybe he just showed up out of uh, out of shape and Pittsburgh's maybe. just just trying to turn into a positive. But the Steelers, yeah, they're definitely not. They're not acting as though they're saying, and they're more than happy to call people out when they show up overweight, out of shape, and <laughs> they're 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 saying. We love it, encouraging it. So, again, with the running backs, who's someone that you're going to be too high on? I love talking about it last uh, last show, but we were running a bit long there. You mean my five um, guys, or just in general? No, in general. And I'll, I'll I know you weren't ready for this, so I'll I'll give you mine first to give you some time to think. No, I've it. got somebody in mind right now. Somebody that you and I long ago just didn't understand, but now we've grown to love, and it's Antonio Gibson. I think okay, in the, in the dropping, right scheme and a court and a, and a, and a team of coaches that trusted him, I think he'd be a top five back. I honestly wow. believe that the dude has some skill. So he's going to be in your top 10 for sure. Well, absolutely. But, but I, I just, I think, um, I think it was fantasy pros. They did a, a, a half point PPR mock draft. I think that was them uh, the other day I listened to. And I think he went third, third round. Maybe if my memory serves me right, could be wrong, but I, I know I definitely listened to a podcast with someone doing a mock draft and he went in the third round. So obviously there's a lot of time for fluctuation there, but um, that's an interesting one. Well, it's because they re-signed McKissick. He did so well when McKissick was out finally using this guy, how we've been, you and I have been saying now since the beginning, using him the way he should be used. He caught a lot of passes in college. Why do they pretend he can't catch and ever, never in on third down. Then you put him in a third down for a few weeks and he excels. So what do you do? Resign McKissick. What do you do? Bring in another running back. That's uh, what Robinson they got. Who's going to take carries from him? I don't understand it. So I'm not saying that he's. I'm saying I think he would be definite top in my top ten if all that wasn't happening. But I still would take a chance on him relatively early. I'm not saying he's a first rounder. I'm just saying he's a guy that I think a lot of people will take early, and I think should go early but ultimately might end up not even barely cracking the top 20 just because of the situation. Well, I got one I think that's going to tickle you a little bit. And I think when drafts roll around, I'm going to be too high on CEH of all people. Okay. He had very lackluster performance last year. He was RB40. Uh, I know he missed some time, but even in points per game, he was RB28. The thing that's getting me about him is he is the receiving back for Patrick Mahomes, and they lost a lot of targets when Tyreek Hill walked out the door. Plus, uh, was it Byron Pringle left? And a lot of time, the vacated targets go to the running back position. When a team's got a bunch of vacated targets, they go to the running back. That's going to be CEH. I mean, they have Ronald Jones. That dude can't catch a cold. And I think KC's going to have to score points this year. I think they're going to be in a hurry-up, like, two-minute offense a lot where they're going to be throw, 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 move the ball down the field, no huddle, no huddle, and CEH is going to be the guy for that. Now, I'm not saying he's going to go out and get double-digit touchdowns, but I think he's going to get a lot of targets, a lot of catches this year. So, I'm confused then. You're saying you're high on him, but you don't actually think it's going to happen. No, I do, because I I said I don't think he's going to score double-digit touchdowns. Okay, I think he's going to get a lot of points. And I'm not saying he's going to be an RB1, but I think I'm going to be higher on him than consensus whenever it comes around to oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. That, so maybe I didn't even understand your question from the beginning then. 
I thought you were saying somebody that I think will be high, but there's a really good chance won't. So like I'm high, I'm high on this person, but the, the odds are that that probably won't actually happen. Yeah, but right now, if you were drafting Antonio Gibson as an RB one, I mean, mm-hmm. you, I, I don't know what his ADP is right now, but maybe that is that guy for you. Maybe you are right, higher. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I just, yeah, I just misunderstood a little bit, but yeah. Ch, who was, who was our friend on the last podcast that had his strange predictions? Like he loved Andy Isabella and some of these oh. other crazy things he come up with. Yeah. I can't remember that. His name Ch- is Chase Vernon. Yeah. Chase. Uh, works, this was like for a company now. Yeah. He's working for uh trophy smack. I believe I bought something from them once. We'll a really nice fella. He's fun to talk to, knows his stuff, but he has some predictions that you and I were both almost all. I think I tried to get him sucker in a couple bets that I would have ultimately won. But if there was one thing I'll give you, Chase, that you are 100% correct about, you were not high on CEH coming out of college, mm-hmm. and as of now, you were 100% correct. He hasn't sure. bombed. I'm not going to pretend that because he is not. But he is most definitely not the second coming of Kareem Hunt. So, Chase, well done, sir. Andy Isabella, that didn't quite work out. No. Oh, Last the thing other one, the other big one with him is, remember, I was talking once about how Frank Gore was looking so much better than Le'Veon Bell with the Jets in the preseason. And he cut me off mid-sense and told me how stupid I was. And what he placed, he's going by week six. Frank Gore ended up leading the team in rushing. I can't believe Frank Gore's out of league still. I, I, I hate know. it. He's whooping butts boxing. Did you see him knock that dude out last week? No, I didn't. He knocked his freaking block off. He rocked he's four, he's out be before he 40. hit the ground. Great Impressive. man, Frank Gore. Great man. Last thing I'm going to say about running backs is I might end up doing something this year that I have never done in my fantasy career. When I make my rankings, I'm going to put John, Jonathan Taylor number one. He's going to be the number one. And then I'm going to have to take Ezekiel Elliott and, Ezekiel Elliott and put him somewhere – between 10 and 12, that's going to be the second guy I write down and force myself not to touch him. Otherwise, he's going to get washed out. And, and just from watching him, and I don't like him, but he does it every single year. Since entering the league, he was RB2, RB10, 5, 4, 11. And last year, in what seemed like an awful season, he was still RB6 in half-point PPR. It's, yeah, two years ago, I remember it's, you at the end insane. of the season, you said, guess who was RB whatever this year? And you told me it's him. And I'm like, no way, whatever. So I look at my thing and that's where he was. And I was just like, how? He's so uninspiring. Well, He's not even the best running back on his own team. A how? lot of but, a lot of running backs got hurt, but yeah, they do. But and he's out there and he's even missed a couple games and he's still done it. It's the most mundane, boring top 10 back in the league. Formerly just exciting, amazing, but he somehow puts enough numbers in consistently week to week. He's not going to get you that 35-point week, but he's probably not going to get you a three-point week. But you're right, consistency. The great thing about you saying this right now for everyone to hear is I just can't wait for one of the 78 drafts you do, and boom, that dude. hopefully it's one that I'm in, and all of a sudden he's just sitting there in the middle of the third round Yep. You're, you decided to go no RB strategy in the first two. And I'm just going to sit there and come up close like this, and I'm just going to smile at the screen while it all happens. You know what's coming. You know what's uh, coming. So, so i got to take a guy I don't to want. to relive Mike Evans hey, all over listen, again. 
I think that is proof of a good fantasy football player. When you're willing to draft a guy that you don't like and don't want on your team, but you know it's what's best, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Plus, he's a cowboy. But I'll do it. I'll draft him if that's what's going to win me games. Dude, one of my greatest fantasy seasons of all time, Big Ben was my quarterback. And I didn't feel bad about it for a second because there's my Ravens, there's fantasy. In reality, they have nothing to do with each other. I, I, when it comes to fantasy, I don't care what team you play for. If you're on my team, I'm rooting for you. I want you to score 39 points. I just want you to lose. Correct. Throw me five touchdowns, Ben. Get me 385 yards, but lose 40 to 39. And that's why fantasy sports are the worst. It is. It's, it's hard. What makes watching football borderline, uh, all you and I do. What, what's our phrase we say with fantasy? We're either what is it? We're either pissed off or relieved. Correct. Never That's happy. Right. Either never just happy. mad or relieved. There's never yep. happiness anymore. But good thing we do it like we do it. Yeah, I I don't know why we continue to do it year after year, but we do. And, and here we are making a podcast out of it. Yeah, perhaps we're masochists. We All right. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you're probably right there. Um. All right. Let's move on to QBs. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Well, I'll go first with QBs and uh, nothing like ringing your bell right off the bat. My number one QB as of right now, I got Jalen Hurts and it is a not a homer pick. Should I'll I say, oh, dude, I was just getting ready to say, of should course. I say it? Homer. You, you, act, you act like I don't know what's coming. So last year, Hurts, it was Hurts' first year as a starter and he played very well in terms of fantasy points and he played pretty well in real life as well. A knock that he had coming in the season was he only had a 52% completion percentage with only 148 total passes from the year before this past season jumped up to 61%. Still not where you want it to be, but there's nothing to make me think he can't continue this. You know who else had a 52% completion percentage their first year as a starter, Mr. Josh Josh Allen Allen or so. That's right. His second year, Josh Allen was still under 60%. What did the bills do? They got him Stephon Diggs. Bill's Mafia wanted to run him out of town. I know. They were, they were ready to cut the cord already. Right. And so he got Diggs, Jalen Hurts. I present to you A.J. Brown. The Bills love to run the ball, and they love to run with Josh Allen. Hurts had the most rushing yards of any QB in the league last year, and he missed two games. He also had 10 rushing touchdowns. Hurts proven to be a great guy. A true locker room leader. The players love him everywhere he's gone. He's been loved. And he improved from year one to two. He's got a dynamic weapon in A.J. Brown. He gets all the important rushing stats. And he's the goal line back. They don't give it to Miles Sanders when they get down there. Hurts keeps it. He's got everything around him. He needs to dominate the fantasy stat sheets. Um, And keep in mind, Josh Allen was QB six the year before he jumped up to QB one. Hertz was QB nine last year. If not for his two missed games, if you play it out by his points per game average, he'd have been fifth last year. So we have some a lot of similarities between Mr. Allen, who's my number two, and Mr. Hertz. Absolutely. Yeah, Hertz was eight to my league, has a little bit different type scoring. Yeah. I, so I thought I was going to be the crazy one here because I put him at four. Mm-hmm. You, you knocked him up there to one, and I'm not saying it can't happen. I would say I think there's a higher probability he'd be eight again and he then there is he's going to be one but you're right they did nothing but improve that offense 
And he had five or six end zone drops last year. Yeah, you know, it is what it is there. So, but 26 touchdowns to 18 turnovers. I know the completion percentage went up. He's got 5.6 yards per carry last year. That's great. Uh, but, man, that 26 to, to 18, that's got to improve. Oh, yeah, but that's going to come with experience. Is it? Yeah. I, I mean, his completion percentage jumped up 10%. I agree. And I'm it, just asking, is that you talking or is that Homer talking? No, that's it. I mean, that's any quarterback. The more, yeah. well, well he, he might. It depends on the quarterback, but the more years you're in the league, the more defenses you see, um, the more experience you have. Well, but as long versa, as you're willing to work on it, you should versa, be able to limit defenses have more tape on you and can run some different things. But believe it, I'm not getting on you. I have him at four. Oh. I, there's probably very few people out there that have him in their top five. Uh, I have him right. at four. You have him at one. I, I see no reason why he can't move into the top five. He's going to continue to run. You're right. He's the goal line back. Maybe that'll change a little here and there. But, man, add an A.J. Brown, of all people, to your offense. There's a guy we can just throw a little three-yard little screen to, and the guy's just going. I mean, think about if you're, the, if you're a defensive coordinator last year. You look at this receiving core, and you're like, okay, we'll put our best guy on Devontae Smith, I guess. Right. And then that's it. I don't care about anything else. Yeah, he, now yeah, he, defensives he, he, are really going to have to, um, you know, pay attention to what's going on because I've mentioned this before. Devontae Smith, I think, is going to be better this year than he was last year because he doesn't have to be the number one guy. He's not a number one guy. No, he's not. AJ Brown too, is too little, I think. He's gonna, Who's three he's there? Dominate. Kez Watkins, is he three? Probably. They're still trying to make Jalen Rager a thing, which makes me sick to my well, stomach. That's just, I don't even – he's not worth talking about. I know. About. It's probably end up. It's probably going to end up being Quest. But uh, I don't I think he's terrible for a three. He's not. He's not. You know, so – and then you got Goddard. Your buddy Boston Scott's back. He's always helpful. Yeah. My <laughs> so least favorite player. I, I, I'm out. with you, dude. To ha- like I said, I if I had to put money on it, I'd rather put money on eight than one. But I want to see where you come from. And if I think I, I think he's a four, well, hell, he's then just two big games away from jumping up right. to one. So right. I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I hope, like Lamar, some of the other ones, that he can stay away from uh, an injury, getting popped by a linebacker here and there, yep. make good decisions. But he can't have one of those. Who was the game last year? We had like four interceptions in the first half. If he can get rid of some of that, then there's no doubt. Because not only are you getting away from the negative points, but you're keeping those drives going and they might turn into more positive points that can flip, that can flip the script quick. So I, I'm with you, dude. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. I like it. Another guy you're not going to argue with me is my number two and that's Josh Allen. And basically everything I said about him or said about Hertz, I can say about him because Hertz is a poor man's Josh Allen as, as of now. And I mean, good grief. He has everything and a slightly better receiving core. I think, you Overall, know, Diggs, yeah. Gabriel Davis, they got in Crowder. I, I, Crowder's going to be another guy that I'm going to be like CEH for running backs. I want to be higher on Crowder than, than most, I think, because I think he's an improvement on Cole Beasley from the slot and Beasley was fantasy relevant at times. And I think Crowder's going to be even more so. And look, Josh Allen's done this, but done this before he's QB one, two years running. Now it's tough for me to think someone's going to do it three years in a row. Uh, but Hey, if it's going to be someone, it's probably yeah. going to be him. He I is mean, their offense for all the stars the around thing, him. Everything. It all runs through him. You put in anybody else, all of a sudden, all those guys aren't such big stars. 
I have him at one. It's the easy pick. It's most yeah. the consensus. But you throw in that arm, that offense, those skill players, and then the legs. And but the big thing with him is the attitude. The dude goes out there and expects to be the best player on the field, but and does not act game. like a jackass about it. Loves not, it too. Not he has, a he's diva. like Brett Favre. He has so much fun. He he, it's great. I like watching those. Yeah, it's so fun to watch a Bills game because you never know on any given play if they're going to score. I mean, honestly, every play you're like, man, they might score on this play. They're on that their own three, but they might score. Uh, so, what what can you say about the guy? I know you you don't say anything. The one thing I will say negatively, the the reason he's not my number one is I wonder what the effect of losing Brian Dable is going to be because he's been the offensive coordinator in Buffalo and he's been calling the shots. So I wonder what kind of effect that's going to have. Who is there? Who is there now? I don't know off the top of my head. I think it was um, – I'll look it up. I think it was an in-house hire, but I'm not 100% sure, which okay. obviously that would be preferable. Right, um, because – but, but in, in reality, we know offense corner, they have a huge – they're, they're going to do the play calling, but the offense is still going to be run how the head coach wants. So, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I, I can understand what you're saying, but do you – I can't imagine a drastic change in offensive philosophy when you're moving the ball down and scoring literally at will, going game after game without even punting. Uh, you know, you know the, it's the greatest job in sports is being like the Bills punter. You get paid a couple million dollars to just sit on don't the sideline and you know, you know, play Among Us on your phone during you know you don't you don't have anything else to do. So I, I'd really be surprised if it changes drastically. But I'm with you. It could change a little bit. But he's still so young. I just can't imagine why they'd – how he's not at least top three. Okay. Um, it's Ken Dorsey. He, it was an internal hire. They, um, Ken Dorsey signed on in 2019, and he's now the OC. Oh, well, you talk your that's, way right into great. it and you say, well, yeah, I love what we've been doing. We're just going to keep doing it. You're yeah, hired, son. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so now even more so – Likely it'll be extremely, what, 95% similar to what it's been. Hopefully. Uh, number Anything else for Alan? We're good on him, right? No, he's just – he's a monster. He is what he is. My number three, and I have in all caps, the next big thing, and that is Justin Herbert with the Los Angeles Chargers. And I have no idea why anyone in their right mind had Tua ranked above Herbert in the 2020 draft. And so many people did, including the Miami Dolphins football team. But it did not take long to prove how silly those folks were. Herbert is everything you want in a real-life quarterback and a fantasy quarterback. He's big. He has got a huge arm, a solid wide receiver core, a great running game with one of the best receiving backs in the league. Um, He can run the ball. He's athletic. And their GM and head coach have gone out of their way too, and rightfully so, bolster their offensive line. They've gone out and built what looks on paper to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. That defense is going to get sacks. They're going to force turnovers. They're going to give Herbert extra chances to pad those stats. And, I mean, this guy is a an absolute stud. 80% of his throws were on target. That's more than Mahomes. That's more than Brady. That's more than the guy we were just talking about, Josh Allen. Yeah, he's a beast. I have him at number two. Uh, okay. You know, and on top of it all, he's strapping. He's got the flowing locks that you had years and years past. That little yeah. curly cue thing that you would have. You he's should see him. It looks it, like he's 
you know, in eighth grade. The the pictures he has from his rookie year to last year and then this year, it's like the Tom Brady blow up, man. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's but he's yeah, a dude, completely different human. Five thousand yards passing, three hundred two yards rushing, forty one to sixteen touchdown to interception ratio. Mm. He has arguably the best receiving core all around in the league. He has this tandem of running backs now. He's going to have a defense that's going to get him the ball turnovers. I know we're going to get to the defense later. I'm not as high on the charts, you, but for one reason only. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what else to say about this guy? You can't go wrong with him. And he's another one. Dude wants to win. He, You put – you're down you're – down, Six with two minutes left, you give him the ball in his own 10. I think you're, you're at even money at that point. He came out of he came out his rookie year and broke like every rookie quarterback record there was, and then came out last year and broke every sophomore quarter uh record for quarterbacks there. And was. he shouldn't I have even been playing if it wasn't for some you're right, some negligent doctor punctured a lung, yeah, punctured Tyrod, a Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's lung, trying to give him a shot so he could play, ends up puncturing his lung. Or Herbert wasn't even playing. He might have sat the whole year. And last year had been the first year we got to see all this. But, Mm. boy, was there a more quarterback or a more NFL-ready quarterback that year than him? Hey, Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe, buddy. That's how it happens. You never know. And sometimes that's all a guy needs. Think of all the guys you have that have gone through the NFL through the years that could have been Hall of Famers that never even just just didn't get their chance. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's weird, wild stuff. All right, my number four is Joe Burrow. He is two years removed from a season-ending injury, and last year uh, he was the eighth-best fantasy quarterback. And I don't care who you are, when you are coming off an injury, it's scary, man. It's You're going to be cognizant of it. It's going to be in the back of your mind. But being an extra year removed from that, I think the reins are going to be off, my man. Burrow threw for 4,600 yards and 34 touchdowns. I have no reason to think those numbers can't just – be duplicated but even improved upon he has quite possibly i know you talked about the chargers receivers just a second ago but he might have the best three wide out set uh in the entire nfl he might very well right we right we got um t higgins we got jamar chase tyler boyd coming out of slot plus you know we talked about joe mixon last episode being a great running back because he's got the passing game to help him out well the the other the reciprocal of that is that the passing game is going to be better because they got Joe Mixon running the ball and defense has got to worry about Mixon. So that's going to open up some passing lanes and stuff for Burrow. I mean, this offense might be the highest scoring offense in the league this year, and it's going to be all led by Joe Burrow. It just might. I think he actually, though, for whatever, I don't, I just have this gut feeling he's going to have a mild regression as teams start to figure out more, see more tape. Jamar Chase, as great as his overall season was, was extremely hit or miss last year. What, he scored in his first seven games and then score again for, the, like, the next seven? Uh, it, it was it, tough when he dropped wide open passes. That's true. That's true. But I, I still think he's going to be top ten. He, good guy. I, I just – I didn't want – I couldn't put him quite yet in my top five, and I don't know if I ever will. He doesn't – he's not going to get you any rushing yards. And I, I'm – I'm a forward that we are not on anymore the dawn of the running quarterback in the NFL. We are full-fledged at its peak. It is the accepted. It is the norm. It is and whatever you want to call it. that peak might keep raising now. itself. What's that? 
that peak might keep raising itself. Yeah, it might. You're right. It might just keep going more and more. Now, he's going to be around a long time. He's always going to put up good stats. But without the rushing yards, without this and that, and I think a mild regression. I just don't – he didn't quite – he's maybe the, one of the two guys that I had, like, at six and seven that didn't quite make it. And it, back to the ACL thing, you're right. As you know, I tore mine many years ago. It was a good two years till I completely trusted it. It wasn't that it wasn't good to go. I just – there's certain things you do as an athlete. You're just like, oh, please, I just got to stop here. I'm I'm not chasing that. I'm not doing it. It's just it, – it is in the back here. But, yeah, he says he's playing without the brace now, right? Didn't he say I believe he's so. taking it off now? He's not using it in practice right. anymore. So, right. more power to him. I um, Another thing I like about him is I'm all about the sure thing. Like you'll, uh, I say it all the time. You'll never go broke if you take a profit. And Burrow completed 70% of his passes this year, which is great. Look, Got to love that. But it's also at nine yards an attempt, tops in the league. So he's completing a ton of passes, and they're more downfield throws rather than just these dink and dunk, you know, screens, slants, stuff like that. Uh, and he was third in the league in touchdown percentage. So I, well, I want to clarify. I'm not saying he's not a top oh, five oh, I know. quarterback. I, know. I just don't think he'll end up top five in fantasy quarterbacks. Got it. Okay. Um, and then I got one more and it pains me to do it, but I just don't know what else to do, but it's Tom Brady. He gets older and he keeps getting better. I don't get it. I've given up trying. I thought he'd be over the hill decades ago. So <laughs> decades, uh, <literally> decades, <laughs> but that's correct. That's the operative decades. word there. Decades. I know. I know. Uh, I've stopped counting him out, man. And I'm, I'm only going to count him in uh, until if slash when he retires, when the season starts, he'll be closer to 50 than he will be to 40. And he was a QB three last year, three. He also led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. His 5,300 yards were the most he's ever thrown. And his 43 touchdowns were the most besides when he exploded for 50, when he was throwing the ball to Randy Moss, 15 years ago so he is second weird best. that was that long ago we, we got to do it now we got to find out on opening day rosters how many guys in the league are younger than he's been playing in the league well with his one on his team yeah i know i'd like to know how many in that. the entire league in all the 53 man rosters how many of them are younger than when he started his first game there's probably a few um, another extra fun little stat is that last year he had the most rushing yards he's had in a season since 2011. What was it, like 17? <laughs> no, it was like 83. Get out of here. He had more rushing yards in one game last year than he had the previous season. I'm almost no, he, I'm almost positive. He had more, I think, on one carry than he, he had the he previous season. Right. Yeah, and it was like right. the over-under form for that game was like three yards, and he had like a so – out of nowhere, like it's like – Noah or not Noah Moses part in the Red Sea and he went for like a 14 yard carry and I remember them going nuts about it how he had more yards on that one carry than he had the previous season total it's I mean I don't know I don't know what else to say about this guy uh, I, I understand he won't have Chris Godwin for a portion of the season as Godwin comes back from an injury but he's still got Mike Evans and Mike Evans gets you a thousand yards at double digit touchdowns seemingly every single year they also signed Russell Gage from Division Foe Atlanta. And Gage isn't a household name, but he really held his own last year he did. Uh, when he was forced he did. to be the he number one well. receiver. Yeah, the Falcons were terrible 
And he's not, he's another one of those guys. He's not built to be a number one receiver and he's not going to have to be, he's going to have to be, he's going to get to be a two or three. And I think he's really going to do well in that role, especially with Tom Brady. Yeah. And one added little thing for Brady, just to build him up, get him an extra 12, 18 points. Is there a quarterback in the league that loves the quarterback sneak from the half yard line more than he does? No, he'll get up there, get it quick. And he just goes, it's a few extra points here and there. He's another one. He's in like my top eight. Didn't quite make it, but he's a, he's a dreamy fella. He's dreamy. So here's your here's your here's your stats for him. Okay, his rushing yards. Um, in week three, he had fourteen. In week five, he had thirteen. In week ten, he had ten. He jumps off the stat sheet in week thirteen with sixteen rushing yards, Woo! including including a rushing touchdown, and then eleven in week fifteen. 81 total rushing yards. Yeah, got him an extra 8.1 points for the year. Now, and one thing that does make me feel okay about putting Brady here in the top five is that Aaron Rodgers was QB6 last year, and Brady was 40 points higher than him. I mean, we're talking, if you're in a four passing, a four points for passing touchdown league, we're talking 10 touchdowns. So you talked about Burrow maybe regressing. Brady has room to regress and still be a top five guy. Let me ask this because I have not, I didn't do much with Brady here. Is Godwin expected back at the beginning or he start on pup? That I don't know. I think it's going to be close. Okay. Because there's the potential he could start the first six games of the year without Godwin, without AB, without Gronk. Right. Do you feel that they have the horses to replace all of that talent? Because six weeks is a third of the season. That's a large chunk of fantasy points. Do I need to go back and list you the receivers that no one's ever heard of for the Patriots that he won Super Bowls with? But uh, you, you, We can say that, but this is a different offense, different thing. I, I'm simply asking you, do it, you it feel as though they have the horses to pull the wagon that he could put up? Because I'm not talking about winning games. I'm simply talking about fantasy stats. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't worry me because it's Brady. If it was okay. literally any other quarterback in the league, including a guy you're going to talk about here in a minute, Patrick Mahomes, I would be worried. I'm not worried with Tom Brady. He's just – I can't. I I told you, I've doubted him for 20 – half my life. I've no, doubted I got him, you. and I've been I wrong. You. I just thought – I think it's a valid question when three of your top four targets sure. are no oh, yeah, longer sure. there. That's right. For, you're right. 99.9% of quarterbacks, that can be – I'm not saying it ruins their – season but it, it can be a problem would you care who was on the court with michael jordan a little bit he didn't win until he got... i know basketball football it's it's obviously very different but i'm not i mean not i, I saw much. him play at the wizards and they didn't do anything <laughs> he was also 50 well tom well, Brady's... Brady's... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> it's true it's true so um so let me get this straight because you're gonna have to defend this just for a quick blurb you have no Sir Patrick Mahomes in your top five. That's Give correct. us a brief reason of why you'd want, other than just Tyreek Hill's not there anymore. Obviously, that's a big one. Um, I also worry that a lot of these quarterbacks we talked about, be it Herbert or Burrow, they have good running games. And I don't know how good this Chiefs running game is going to be. I think defenses focus solely on Mahomes, and they tried that last year, 
and they had some pretty good success against Mahomes uh, when they were doing that. Um, was it the cover two, the Tampa yeah. two? When they started putting out there, Mahomes really struggled. Now, I understand you got um, Andy Reid, head coach. He's usually brilliant, uh, but they, he <sighs> Tyreek Hill isn't the be-all, end-all, but – the, your number one guy's a rookie, and as much as I love Sky Moore, he's still a rookie. And defenses were scared. Tyreek Hill's the fastest guy in the league. You have to do. You have to go out of your way to make sure he, to try to make sure he doesn't beat you. And defenses don't have that to worry about anymore. Okay, well, so you don't have him in your top five. Then where do you put him? I mean, the I way mean, you're probably, talking, you've gone down at about twenty three. No, no, no. He's probably still going to be – I mean, he'll he'll be in the top 10, definitely. Okay. But, I mean, he went on a stretch here where he had week seven, 206 yards passing, 275, 166. Then he gets 406 yards and five touchdowns against the Raiders, but I'm not sure they actually rolled out defensive backs for that game. Then he had 260 against Dallas, 184 against Denver – that's a tough stretch there. Zero touchdowns, zero touchdowns, one, one. He went zero, one, one, five, zero, zero in touchdown passes. And yeah. he was throwing interceptions during that time. Still ended up fourth. Still, I know. So, yeah, no, but, I'm, I just want, want a reason. Uh, I mean, we're all – And I'm pretty our, sure – He also has the third hardest schedule for quarterbacks. That Raiders game, the four of six and five, was that when Tyreek Hill had – 300 yards and four touchdowns by halftime. Yeah, it was, it was very early. At one point, they put up the graphic. He was on pace for like 796 <laughs> yards and 12 touchdowns or something. And he pretty much didn't even play the second half. But tell me why I'm wrong. Well, I, I have, as we discussed, most of mine are your guys. I've got Allen at one, Herbert at two, Mahomes at three. And then tell me, why I'm wrong. Tell, me, yeah, tell me why I'm wrong about Mahomes. Oh, I thought you meant to tell you. I thought you tell you wrong about. I thought you meant like your your picks. I don't necessarily think you're wrong. That could happen. Those all reasons are valid. I just think the guy's talent and Andy Reid's ability to adjust. Sky Moore, I think, is actually going to fit in a lot sooner than some people might think. Kelsey seems reinvigorated. I just think that they've uh, they, well, they got Juju there now. They've got a. They still got quite the squad. I, I can't imagine that they're just going to fall apart who well they got what well, we talked about ceh let me look here i've got their complete lineup here Mahomes, ch ronald jones i know you're not big on him but he is a game breaker guy if he gets they get him Correct. in the right spot the dude is gone they got mvs too they've got some weapons you're right it's going to take a few weeks if not a quarter of the season you know to gel all get on the same page but, man, when the dude gets hot and if these guys are, are, are down with it and can stay healthy, I, I think he could he could surpass last year's numbers. Are you worried about the right side of that line? Trey Smith at right guard, Andrew Wiley at right tackle? I, I worry about everything when it comes to their line because it just seems that they can't get it right. They, they have two games in a row where it's great, and then the next game he's getting sacked seven times, yep. literally getting hit almost on his drop back. I mean, he's there's times something where it looks like he wants to take five steps, seven step, and he has to he has to jet out of it before he even does it because he knows he's not going to step and throw. So I, I mean I worry that about that for a lot of teams though. Okay. So, and then and then there was one other guy we had different, correct? 
Yeah, my four was Hurts. My five is L. Jacks. I think L. Jacks is coming back. He's hungry. I am starting to believe more than others that he is playing for a contract. That he won't give himself. Baltimore or anywhere else. But he's got to stay on the field. I mean, he was he was that that year, what, 19 when he led the league and quarterback, set the quarterback rushing record, led the league in touchdown passes. I don't expect that again. And I don't know if he does. But I think he expects try wants to get something sooner so he can really, really, really get paid. He's going to get his running backs back. We still have to deal with getting a receiver for him. But I didn't think Holly was that great in the first place. So I'm with you. I don't think Bateman's really a downgrade from Hollywood. I just was never that high on Hollywood in the first place. Uh, Lamar is still fast. He still moves. They're still going to base that whole attack around him moving all RPOs. Uh, healthy, five. Not healthy. He'll it went up like last year. We, well, he, he in my league, L. Jacks. I what he missed the last six games and he still ended up thirteenth. Correct. Um, now, you know, I'm not a big Hollywood Brown guy either. That being said, he really helped carry that offense, obviously the passing game uh, in the beginning, like first half of the year. He, had, he went six for 69 in a touch in week one. Um, he went six for 113 in a touch uh, in week two. Week four, he had 91 in a touchdown. Week five was 125 and two touchdowns. Um, 80 in a touch in week seven, 116 yards receiving in week eight. I mean, he really carried the load there for a while for them. Um, and I mean, like you said, everyone knows he's gone now. All they have is Bateman. Now I'm, I'm higher. Actually, I'm actually higher on Bateman than you are, but I don't know. They have that field stretcher that they need, at least not one that scares defenses as at, at the moment. No, they don't have one right now. now. We'll see what they do in free agency. I, it, it, Lamar's my six, by the way. Oh, okay. It's the, the rushing yards. I you said we are in the peak of the mobile quarterback, and that's what it's about, man. That's why Jalen Hurts is a top ten quarterback last year. That's why Lamar Jackson does what he does. That's why Josh Allen is the top quarterback. Right. You know, you take right. Josh Allen's rushing stats out of there, and you know he's still probably top ten, but he's closer to ten than he's the one. Yeah, we'll say LJX gets his running backs back. That's going to open up the offense more. The defense should be a little bit better, which will put him in some better situations. Obviously, he missed six games. That didn't really help. Actually, I think he missed seven. So I think he had the Rona once early in the season and then missed the final six with his ankle. And I think he's hungry. I'm hoping for the Ravens' sake he tears it up this year. Again, I'm not ridiculous. I don't think he'll ever repeat that huge 2019 season, but – I don't see any reason why he can't get 75% of that. And that would probably put him – that was one of the highest quarterback fantasy seasons ever. So, uh, I don't see why he couldn't do – 75% would put him back in the top five. All right, sir. Your boy Lamar Jackson, he played in 12 games. So, yeah. he missed five. He missed five total. Okay. Yeah. But the one – okay, maybe the Rhinos here before, but the one that would have been like a sixth, he left – I think before halftime, when that's when he actually hurt his ankle and they ended up losing, of course, that game in the last five to not make the playoffs. All right, sir. There goes our quarterback breakdown. Uh, you know that I'm not a huge fan of fantasy defenses. I'll talk about them because, unfortunately, they, they are still part of most leagues, unlike kickers. 
kickers are dwindling, which I appreciate. We'll talk about them next week, unfortunately. But um, it's so volatile team defenses. I mean, I I think back to the the Jaguars. I feel like they were one of the worst defenses in the league in 2016. 2017, they were the best. And then 2018, back to the bottom. Um, but whatever, we'll do it. I got some defensive stuff up here. Let's uh, let's hear you 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 uh, you start us out. Well, I'm entirely with you on that. There, when it comes to this, they are they are so volatile year to year. It's so different. You throw in a couple lucky pick sixes, vaults a team up seven spots. It's a schedule means so much. Like who who division you're in, you have to play. I start off the Bills. Most teams. Uh, Number one, they I think they were fourth in my league last year. I don't see why they can't be one this year. They got Elam to help there at corner. I mean, how did they get worse, you know? Well, and they got Tredavious White coming back. He only played yeah. 11 yeah. games last year, ACL, but he should be back. Right, so you put all that together. The fact they've got a pretty – even though they won the division, they've got a tough schedule, but they still get to play the AFC East a lot. I've got them at number one. They're my number two. Okay. For for literally every reason you said. Um, and I just want to throw in the Tredavious White because honestly, you're gonna roll Tredavious White and Kyrie Elam. We're both me a little higher than you, but we're both pretty high on Kyrie Elam coming out. Oh, I yeah. think he's gonna be a good player, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be interesting to watch what uh how offenses attack the Bills. Okay, so two, I've got the Bucks, they were top five last year. It's like a who's who on this defense, to be honest. I don't know how they're not number one every year. And then the other day, they bring in your boy, Akeem Hicks, to just add to it all. The rich, I've said it before, the rich getting richer. This is a strong defense, dude. Strong defense. Hicks isn't what he what he used to be. But, no, um, no, no. But he doesn't have – It's an upgrade. Right. You know, and, and, again, the schedule, they get to play the Panthers. They get to play the Saints. They get to play the Falcons. There are six games that they just get to tee off. Uh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I, uh, I I don't understand not bringing back Endomican Sue unless he just wanted too much money uh, or something because you know that guy's only missed two games in his career, and it was because uh, he got suspended. Yeah, I saw that the other day. I mean, he's good. He played well. I don't I don't understand not bringing him back. Yeah, it's odd. It uh, but they they. And, and they plus, they should do they, well. They uh they drafted my guy Logan Hall. They did. I'm pretty invested. Okay, so the Bucks are not my top five, but now that I think about it, I'm pretty invested in them. Uh, for the folks that don't know, uh, I am part of the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, um, Dynasty IDP League. It's 32 teams. It's two 16 team divisions, uh, and I'm in it with. If you listen to SiriusXM Radio. Every guy on that station just about is in this. Jeff Manns, Ted Schuster, Bob Harris, uh, Real Talk Raff. I mean, tons and tons of, of people from the um, from the radio. So, and I have Hakeem Hicks, Hakeem Hicks, and I have I just drafted Logan Hall in our rookie only draft. So I'm pretty invested in them. So I, uh, they're not my top five right now, but I'm rooting for them. That's for sure. I got you. You should. So third, I, I got the that. Pats in there. Mm-hmm. For no other reason than they do it every year. It's uh, it's this list of guys or a couple guys that are, are names, mostly no names. And Bill Belichick is just a defensive genius, and he just figures it out week to week. And it just month it doesn't month, stop. Season to season, 
decade to decade. He just that's I'm with you. New England's my fourth. Um, they lost JC Jackson, corner. That's going to hurt. But they drafted two corners, and this is exactly what Bill Belichick does. He loses guys, it. and then he finds guys we've never heard of to replace them and can play in the system. They're never the biggest names in the world, but J.C. Jackson, I mentioned, I think, either last show or the one before, that he was an undrafted free agent. Now he's an all-pro, yeah. right? He was all-pro this year, I think. Dude, I will – He Belichick has been bring, um, writing up defenses, drawing up defenses for almost 50 years in the NFL. It's just like I'm not going to doubt Brady, I'm not going to doubt him. Oh, and you never know where you're going to find an interesting fact. Did you know the Pats were the sixth highest scoring offense last year? I didn't. Me neither. I didn't. I, I, that blows my mind a little bit. I know they had two games where blows like, my mind. they like scored 40 some, but absolutely know. blows my mind. But as I was looking at the defense, I saw that and I was like, no way. Sure enough. Okay. Well, I'm moving on to four. Yes. When I do. told you earlier, I'm not real super pumped about, but the LA Rams. It's a who's who defense. They should just light it up. They finished 12th last year somehow. They had that law in the middle of the season. But, again, they added Bobby Wagner. They've done nothing but get better. They have Russell Wilson out of the division now. There's two games to tee off. Who knows what's going on in San Fran. Uh, what's not to like, right? It's funny because we, we don't talk about this stuff, but – I have much of the same things right now. They're my they're my fifth ranked defense, uh, and the first four words I wrote were Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, because they're two of the best defensive players. Now, granted, they're getting a little older. Aaron Donald, it doesn't matter. He is still, in my opinion, the best defensive player in the league. You saw it in the Super Bowl. I mean, when when it was a fourth quarter, he decided this game has gone on long enough. It's time to end this bad boy, and he did single handedly. And Bobby Wagner's, I mean, he's he's been an All Pro linebacker like seven years in a row or something ridiculous. Um, they were they were the 11th best scoring defense last year. They were third in sacks, though, and they're also third in picks. Sacks and interceptions, they equal fantasy points. And remarkably, I saw that with 25 total turnovers, they had zero defensive touchdowns. The only other teams in the NFL with zero defensive touchdowns were the Raiders, Seahawks, Lions, and Jaguars. And none of them had more than 19 turnovers. I think... I think Jacksonville had like seven or nine total turnovers. I mean, that's that's a little embarrassing. But um, I think the term that we're looking for here in regards to L.A. defense scoring touchdowns is one that you love, positive regression. Uh, But even just two touchdowns for them, that had made them the seventh-ranked defense last year. They jumped them up. They were 11th in my league. Even just two touchdowns would have put them up to seventh. With Trey Lance and Drew Locke slash Geno Smith. So there should be turnovers aplenty in those games. There absolutely should. So so why would they not be top five? Why weren't they last year, though? Um, the, the Rams? Yeah. Honestly, I think it's it's just that they didn't have any touchdowns, and everyone else did. Well, except for uh, those other four teams. I mean, even one touchdown puts him in the top 10. Right. Like I said, two would have put him in at seven. I so, got you. Okay, I we'll have, so I at five, I had the Colts. Colts, okay. 
Uh, it's a consensus pick. They added Stefan Gilmore to an already good team. Again, they get to, they have some games against Houston. They have some yep. games against Jacksonville. What's Tennessee's offense going to look like now? Uh, again, again, a team that was what seventh last year, sixth, seventh, depending on the format, and they've done nothing but get better. Uh, offensively as well. So I don't think that I think Matt Ryan's a, a solid ad. I think he'll be better than Carson Wentz. And oh, so that should put their machine. That should put the defense on the field less. And anytime your defense on the field is on the field less, that's going to be a good thing for your for everything. Absolutely. So that's my top five. Will it change by September? Just might. Are there a lot of other teams I was considering? The Ravens. You know, there's people out there, you and I discussed the so people that are really high on the Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers, people are high on. My only re- I'll talk, I, I think, do you have them in your top five? I do. Actually, I put them at number one, um, mainly because I'm really excited about the stuff that they did this offseason. Oh, they're going to be fun to watch. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I really want them to be one. Um, some teams try to build their defense by building up their pass rush so that they can help their secondary. Uh, and some teams like to build up their secondary to help their pass rush. Well, the Chargers were like, ah, screw that. We're going to do both. both. So they went they traded to get Khalil Mack. And then they went and they signed J.C. Jackson, who we just talked about. And if you remember Robert Quinn last year, he played on the other side of Khalil Mack. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks. Well, Khalil Mack is the new Robert Quinn because now he's across from Joey Bosa. Dude, if, I wouldn't be surprised if they had 30 sacks between them this year. And don't forget, they got Derman James, who's one of the best safeties in the league and one of the best blitzing players in general in yeah. the league. You got J.C. Jackson be, and Asante Samuel. Awesome. I know. I know. Asante this is Samuel one of those Junior, rare another, teams yeah. that could have, like, top three offense offense and top three defense. I, I, mean, yeah, they I could feel like you're talking turn. yourself so, into it right now. My only reason for not putting them in my top five, because for all those reasons, I really wanted to. It's just because of their division. Tough. As we've talked on on the show before, this might be the most stacked offensive position in the history of the league. Not just at any one position, all of them. It's just sooner or later, some of these defenses are going to have to crack a little bit. They're they're just going to have to. I mean, yeah, they might light up some other teams, but then they might come out and the Raiders throw up a 50-burger on them. I don't think that will happen, but there's six games right there off the bat that they potentially aren't going to do a lot. But, boy, are they going to be fun to watch. It's Watching on defense is going to be like watching the Bills on offense. Like, what's going to happen next? It really yeah, is like, a who's who, but will they gel? Is it going to work out? We All the right. time we see these right. teams that on paper look – like Super Bowl winners, not just a favorite. There, there's no how couldn't they win it, and then they don't necessarily live up to the hype. Now I don't know what how many nationally televised games the Chargers have, but whatever it is, it's not enough because they're not enough. Nobody goes to nobody even goes to the games live. So <laughs> I'm I, I hope for I like the Chargers to be honest with you. I always have, and I'm I'm rooting for them. Maybe Stan Humphreys back yeah. in the day. Remember him? They played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Stan I mean, Man. ever since then, Natron means like I, I've rooted for him ever since then. And uh, I I don't know what it is. The moving around, leaving San Diego. Maybe San Diego is not the best sports town. I, I don't know. Maybe it is. But they just don't have fans anymore. And I hope they get 
the publicity they need to to build up that fan base because they uh, they deserve it. It's been a long time since anybody would have predicted a Rams Chargers Super Bowl. Oh yeah, but it's very very uh, doable thing this year. It's yes, it is. A lot of people uh, might even say it's likely. You um, boy, that'd be wild, wouldn't it? It would be crazy. Been even crazier it was last year. The two of them playing in their home stadiums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you had brought up Baltimore, and I know that's your squad. And they were the 19th scoring defense last year. But and they're my number three, by the way. They were second in 2020, third in 2019, second 2018, sixth in 2017, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, since 1995. What when did they do? 2000. When was their first year? The Ravens were 96, wasn't it? Okay. Since then. Since then. Um, last year was just a blip on the radar. And it really was because they had, and I don't know the exact number, but 47 guys on IR. 47 feels right. You would know more than me. Yeah, I don't but know it was an, an exact It was number an absurd there. number of injuries. And, right. I mean, for the, I can't imagine that that is going to happen again. I really, really can't. It's just horrible, horrible luck. Oh, and don't forget that they added Kyle Hamilton, Travis Jones, and David Ajabo through the draft. I mean, they just – if they're – I don't know how they're not going to be a top-five defense, minus having the slew of injuries they had last year. The, the problem – and I don't have numbers exactly. It's, it's their inability to stop big plays. It's been going on for years now. They'll have these games. Many they other years, shut though. the offense down, but then they'll give up a 75-yard touchdown in the third and an 84-yarder to win the game. It's it's mind-boggling. It's, that has to stop. They they shift Wink out. They make Wink Martindale the scapegoat from last year when really we all know it's Greg Roman who needs to go bye-bye. So what do you do? You Boy. send Wink out. You steal your brother's defensive coordinator – from the University of Michigan. Bring him in. He's saying he's going to do a lot of the same things, but he doesn't want to blitz quite as much. Uh, He wants to create press without that. But you're right, man. What you said is 100%. The injuries killed him. We can use that as an excuse. Next man up. But in the NFL, when you lose both your starting corners, you're in trouble. Big time. You're in real trouble. There's other little guys here and there. Backups of backups playing on defense. Derek Wolf, what he played two, three games. He was supposed to come in there, cause problems. They had nothing. And then when you lose your quarterback and you're not doing quite as good on offense, although they actually did pretty well, it just didn't work out. So that's how you go from week 11, the number one seed, to week 18, not even in the playoffs. It just yep. fell apart. I just, they picked the wrong scapegoat, but I'm with you and I hope you are right. Because getting those boys back and adding Hamilton can't do anything but help. Correct. Um, to finish up with a defensive talk, unless you got something else, um, the way I normally do it, and unless one of these great uh, great defenses falls to me and I can take them very, very late in the draft, I use my last pick. And I just look at week one schedules. And Indiana – or Indiana. Indianapolis is playing Houston week one. There's a, there's a team I'd go for. You love Indy's defense anyway. Baltimore's at the Jets. Can't ask for anything better than that. Uh, Denver's at Seattle. Whoever's starting quarterback there is going to throw at least two interceptions week one. San Francisco's at Chicago. 
Chicago might be the worst team in the league this year, depending on what they do with Justin Fields and that offense. I mean, I see them ranked last on many, many rankings. Yeah. Uh, And then if you want kind of like a a little fun pick sleeper pick here last year, what everyone and their mother thought Washington was going to have an awesome defense. And I was one of them. Uh, Me too. They, they didn't injuries here and there just didn't work out. They got Jacksonville week one this year, and they're returning most of their defensive starters from last year. So that's a that's a spot if you want to go real deep dive. You right. know, Jacksonville is going to have a new offense. They obviously weren't great last year, but, you know, I think they'll be improved this year. It's still Jacksonville. So there's no, a no, I, I love streaming defenses in, in leagues where you can. As you know, like my league of record with an auction dice league with salary cap penalties, all this stuff, streaming – players like that is you you can't do it you eventually the salary cap wrecks you you can't do it so you you end up spending a little more on the defense than you'd really want to simply because of that reason because you can't play musical defenses it just doesn't work so you you need to have one you don't necessarily need to go crazy some of the guys get a little rambunctious like the rams defense for whatever reason will go for an amount of money that's probably twice what i'd be willing to pay but you also can't get stuck with the Texans because then every week you're heading into your game behind. Right. So, so yeah, you're right. What, what you said there at the beginning is right. It depends on your league, how you're going to deal with these defenses. Uh, I'm with you though. I, I don't, in a redraft league, I rarely will take one early. Right. Occasionally I might take the Ravens early just because part of fantasy isn't just winning, but I want to have some people that I want to root for. Sure, absolutely. All right, sir. Any parting thoughts for you? I don't really have much of anything, buddy. I think uh, what what are we going to do next week? Wide receivers and kickers. Yeah. Your favorite. That's what they tell me. I'm excited. Uh, I tell you what, yeah, I bet you are. You're just excited because I'm not excited. Yeah, I don't care about kickers. Actually, the only reason that ever came about is because you hate them so much that it warms my heart. At the worst. <laughs> Drop your kicker and get an extra flex. Come on. Come on, get with the times here, folks. There's, there's not really any point, and there's enough flexes in my. There's already two flexes in my, in my, in, in my league. Uh, but kickers are volatile, just like this extra flex you always want to put in some team's number four receiver. You don't know in any given week if they're going to have two points or eighteen points either. You just don't like kickers. You got no real basis for it, and that's fine. Do what you do, you. Do you? I think we've all heard enough from Kevin. If you have any questions, please <laughs> shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter. We'll answer. We'll get you. We'll get you on here. Uh, our tunes are by Flatline. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at gybr underscore podcast. Again, it's at gybr underscore podcast. Thanks again, folks. See you later.